This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you guys. Sorry about this. A, a day later than expected. I was hoping to jump on here after, and well, actually, while I'm talking about this, make sure you go to youtube.com slash Raider Cody and catch up on all the videos I dropped. I dropped a video after round one. I dropped a video after uh, rounds two and three. And then I, we, me and Kenny King went live on YouTube, uh, an hour-long special covering all the picks. Kind of the same thing that we're going to be doing here on the podcast. Um, we covered it in a live stream on YouTube yesterday. Uh, so subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Raider Cody. But today we're going to kind of do the same thing and wrap up this draft. So uh, I can't really do this by myself. Kenny King might be joining us here. We're, we're, we're starting in the morning. He might be sleeping in. Who knows? Uh, but we have a familiar face joining me to talk about these guys. And we're not going to mess around. We're just going to jump right into it. And, uh, you know, this beat might tell you who he is. And you tell him one thing. Just win, baby. Well, if that's not a giveaway, joining me now, YouTube sensation, one of my good buddies now. I've got to know him ever since I made my YouTube channel, uh, but this is the guy right here. This is the new, I dubbed him the OG, and I think he's rolling with it, man. Samoan Raider, what is going on, dude? <laughs> what is up, Cody, man? Thank you for having me on. Uh, man, it's still trust me out that you still call me an OG on here. <laughs> it's crazy, though, but thank you again for having me, though. Hey, hundred percent, dude. Now it's been this is this is kind of the unwind period for us, bro. It's uh it's Sunday. I think it's yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's uh man, I mean we had a long three days. I was I was live for a long time, did some videos. I know you were live for a long time. How yeah. you feeling, man? How's the recovery? Man, it's tough though, man. Like just going live for just the first day is crazy, but you went yeah. live for uh what, day two? Yeah. <laughs> that that's like two <laughs> rounds right there to go through. So hats off to you too, man. 
Hey, that round two was killer with no picks. Like we're just like waiting. Oh waiting, yeah, just chilling waiting. and just talking about oh. everybody's picks, bro. Man. I don't know how y'all did it, but man. Hey, but speaking of round one, man, this is kind of where I want to take it. We're just going to do a quick recap. Um, I want to go through the players, maybe go through some of the steps, some of the trades, some of the moves we made, um, and maybe some of the thought processes uh, behind some of these things and why we did some of these things. And um, I mean, we're just going to kick this thing off with the number 12 overall. And probably just like me, you're watching CD Lamb fall down the board. You know, there's no hiding that. I think all of Raider Nation's watching CD Lamb fall yeah. down the board. Um, and that's kind of the guy I thought he would be, you know, kind of the domino behind this thing. Well, little did we know that he would be the third wide receiver to go, right? And that <laughs> exactly. freaking that's crazy. we would take Henry Ruggs. And, and really, I mean, Henry Ruggs, obviously, that's, you know, the Al Davis pick. Mark Davis, I mean, that was his guy. That was his favorite player coming out right now. Um, that was mm-hmm. his pick. And Mike Mayock, John Gruden, obviously decided that he was our guy. Uh, speed, what's he going to do, Samoan Raider? What do you think? What's he going to do to this offense? And, and why was he worth it at number 12? Honestly, like, I know you alliterated to earlier, like, C.D. Lamb was obviously my favorite pick, as well as a lot of people in the nation. And the fact that he went, like, the third wide receiver off the board was kind of crazy. And sitting there, and we picked up uh, Henry Ruggs. I was I was shocked. I mean, I'm not mad at the pick, but I could see where John Gruden and Mike Mayock is trying to go with this pick, you know, speed. And mm-hmm. I know he's not only a speed receiver, like he has solid hands. Um, he's a guy that we could use all around the offense, you know. I know a lot of people might not like hearing this, but he is kind of like a Tyreek Hill ish type of player. Yeah. Um, but I could see us utilizing him like everywhere on the field, whether it's on screen plays, you know, sweet passes or even in the slot sometimes. And he could probably be that number one. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how well he will do like right away, but hopefully John Gruden can actually open up this playbook because yeah. last year, Derek Carr and this offense, you know, is mostly dink and dunk. Maybe it's because we didn't have a player that could stretch the field like Henry Ruggs. But like I said, you know, I think adding him onto this team, John Gruden might open up the playbook a little more to stretch the field. And I mean, I can't wait to see what he's going to do with this team. Yeah, man, I agree 100%. Uh, Henry Ruggs hopefully is going to be that missing piece of this offense. Of course, CeeDee Lamb uh, seemed like the most complete. And just like you referred to, that Tyree Kill type player, I'm going to take that. I'm going to add on that he's just a, even just handsier. Um, he just seems to be kind of that more um, handsy wide receiver. Doesn't rely on catching things with his chest. Uh, no knock, really, you know, <laughs> as much as I want to knock on Tyree Kill. Um, you know, no knock to him. But I will say Henry Ruggs uh, just kind of has that, you know, that vibe. Uh, a little bit more to a true number one wide receiver. Um, I see him like, I don't know why, maybe like a, like if Tyreek Hill and uh, Stephon Diggs had a baby, if that was possible, I guess, the two of those I, guys. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, though. Oh, man. man. But the one thing I will add to that, he had 100 total plays at Alabama. Exactly 100 total touches, should I say. This is the He had 100 times he touched the ball while he was at Alabama, and 24 of those resulted in touchdowns. So basically one out of every four times he touched the ball, um, it went for six. And, uh, you know, it, it's cool, too, also, that him and uh, Josh Jacobs used to be teammates, man. Um, the Alabama connection, yeah. Yeah, in 2018, you know, I mean, they were rolling strong over there in Alabama. And uh, they both, I think, combined had 25 touchdowns in those 13 games. So um, I'm excited to see what that duo does again now in the silver and black. Um, but, you know, we can sit here and, and love Henry Ruggs up and down. You know, he's speed. Um, he's, that, he's, the, he's what we needed. We needed a receiver. Now we get to 19 and, you know, Samoan, there, there was, you know, there was offers, you know, cause you know, when you're looking to trade back, you don't like, you can't like call, 
Like you don't call back. You know what I mean? Like you're not looking like, okay, look, I'm trying to get out of here, guys. What what can you give me? He he's going with Mike Mayock's gonna be just taking offers in with teams that are interested. He probably already had this from the day before, who knows? From teams that are willing to trade up to nineteen. And he just didn't see enough value and he didn't want to lose his guy. And his guy mm-hmm. was Damon Arnett. Um and Damon Arnett, oh, the initial reaction was rough, I think, from most fans. For me, I had to find out. I didn't even like, I mean, the name almost wasn't even familiar to me, right? Um, I, uh-huh. I had a few guys in mind. He wasn't really familiar to me. I don't know about you. But um, after I slept on it for a night, I feel, well, now it's two nights, three nights. I don't, I don't know. It's been a blur since <laughs> Thursday. All it's, all, it's all one day with some naps in it, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel much better about it uh, just by his attitude and what we're learning. Of course, the play on the field's going to come. But um, how do you feel about Damon Arnett? Uh, like you said, my initial reaction was I was shocked, man. Uh, and I was like, are you serious? Like, to a lot of people, we thought it was a reach, honestly. Uh, but then again, uh, like I talked to you about before was, you know, if we did, if we couldn't trade back into the second round because we didn't have a second round and they didn't want to wait till the third round to see if he was still there because I'm pretty sure he was going to be off the board. I mean, I have heard of him. I, I knew about his name and whatnot, where he was from, but I didn't really look into him as much as I did like a guy like AJ Terrell or, you know, the other cornerbacks. And I think, I don't know how true it is, but I think that if AJ Terrell was still on the board, he would have been our guy there. But, um, the fact that we go out and get Damon Arnett, I mean, my initial reaction on my live stream was like pretty crazy. And I'm pretty sure with the lot of Raider Nation was kind of yeah, crazy yeah. too. And it'll make for good reactions as well, like <laughs> we did what it reminds me of Cleveland Farrell last year. But then, yeah. like you said, you know, sitting on it and just looking back at it, it was a position of need. And he's a guy that I believe Mike Mayock and John Gruden know more about than us fans. So I mean, I can't wait to see what he does. He's a physical cornerback and man, he plays well and he can tackle. That's one thing I can say is yeah. that he can tackle. And I'm sure that Mike Melk and John Gruden want to have players that can tackle. Not going to name any names, you know, about <laughs> cornerbacks that couldn't tackle with us. But I think he's a solid addition to this team. And I like I like this pick so far. I mean, just looking at it and looking at the highlights and just studying more about him, I'm liking it every day. Yeah, man, he's a dog. You know, we kind of learned, like, last year we seemed to get these, like, high-character guys. Um, of course, you know, Jonathan Abram was thrown in that mix. Uh, Alec Ingold, stuff like that. I mean, they were dogs too, but I mean, this whole draft seems to be just like dudes that go out there and they just have attitude yeah. on the field. And I love it, especially from a defensive back standpoint. That's Heck what you yeah. want out of a defensive back, right? Those are the good ones. So that's what I'm here for, man. Um, actually, real quick, we're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. And when we return, uh, myself and Simone Raider here are going to finish this draft recap. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. One thing I will add to Damon Arnett, I, this is a story that I learned actually, uh, you know, after we drafted him. 
Uh, it was kind of tipped to me. They're like, oh, you know, we think he played part of the season with a broken arm. So I went and I dug into it. And it turns mm-hmm. out he broke his wrist in preseason last year. Didn't realize that his wrist was broken until week three. He was playing through some discomfort. Oh, got wow. some x-rays. Realized it was broken week three. Played through it until week seven during their bye week. Uh, had surgery. Played the rest of the season. Um, and, I mean, for the most part, man, balled out. I don't think – I mean, that was another year I think he only allowed, like, one touchdown reception. Uh, and like a 60.6 pass rating allowed. So uh, with a freaking broken wrist. So <laughs> with I a mean... broken arm, man. And he's still <laughs> going out there and ball. I love that, man. Like we, I love those players that could go out and still play with an injury and give yeah. it like they're all like Hunter Renfro was injured and in, I forgot one mm-hmm. of the games last year and he played the rest of the game and we ribs. didn't even find out about his yeah. injury till like after the game. And then Jonathan Abram, what the Denver game, mm-hmm. he played like basically the rest of the game all injured until after they deemed them out for the season or need surgery or whatnot but that's i love those type of t- tough players that we have on this team man and then now you bring in damon arnett uh, man i'm loving it man that's good stuff dude and we even had you know max crosby too broke his hand early in the oh, year he yeah. tried to keep playing but they rested because they needed him yeah yeah on hard knocks when they they, they talked about like man this this dude does not want to be out like he wants to go <laughs> back and play but you know, the only people stopping them is the actual team. So, I mean, you can see where they, where their heads are. You know, it's all about yeah. football and not, like, the money or whatnot. Exactly. So, we go down and we uh, we have this weight. Of course, you know, we looked to trade down, um, had no interest of trading down, or at least didn't like the value. So, we, we sit without a second-round pick, and we're waiting, we're waiting. And this is, you know, when we're live-streaming, talking about who freaking knows what at this point because we have nothing to talk about. And we get down into round three, and... I mean, Mike Mayock liked round three a lot. I mean, from what <laughs> I know, he had no interest of trading up. I mean, this was this was his spot. He liked these picks in this area. I think he felt like he had a lot of value. This is obviously a chance to get three freaking starters, and I think he did, starting off with number 80 overall. This is a guy that was, I don't want to say he was a surprise, but it's not like you know somebody was like sitting there waiting on. Um, Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, already dubbed the Swiss Army Knife now for the Raiders offense. And mm-hmm. I can't really disagree, and I'm not really going to try and change that because I like it, man. He had like 1,500 rushing yards last year, four point, or I'm sorry, 7.9 yards per attempt, 13 touchdowns, and he had even like 350 receiving yards. So I think he's going to be doing it all, Samoan, man. What do you think about our first third-round pick um, and, you know, our, I guess, new running back slash wide receiver slash return man. I don't know what he is. What do you think well, about Lynn Bowden Jr.? He does everything, man. Yeah. It's crazy because, I, okay, I seen it was a wide receiver on the board. Uh, I mean, like, when they announced him and then, you know, Roger Goodell was saying running back. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. wide receiver. It says wide receiver. I mean, I didn't know too much about him until, like, a day or two before the draft when I did, like, a live stream. And uh, a lot of people in my um, my chat were telling me, like, Lynn Bowden, Lynn Bowden. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And I went to go look him up. I'm like, wow, this guy could do everything. But I didn't know we were going to draft him. And then the fact that he could play quarterback, he could play <laughs> running back, and wide receiver, like, wherever you want him on the field. It's like, it reminds me of Taysom Hill, like what yep. Taysom Hill does with the Saints. And if we could utilize him the same way the Saints do with uh, with Taysom Hill, I think that's a good addition. And I know Taysom Hill hit the free agency market, but um, the fact that we get a guy like this in the draft, and this guy is hungry to play, and... Man, t- trust me, I, I love, I've seen his reaction uh, when John Gruden called him, and man, it just had me uh, stoked oh, having him on dude. the team, but like I said, man, we have a Swiss Army knife that could do everything, and he's coming in as a running back, and I just learned that after watching Mike Mayock's uh, 
uh, press conference. So, I mean, if he could be a good uh, backup to Derek, I mean, Josh Jacobs, then albeit, you know, I love it. Yeah, man, he's going to be that guy. You know, this is, you know, we talk about it being a copycat league, and there's two things about the two Super Bowl teams last year. Of course, the Niners had a great defense, but uh, two things about the offense that made those two teams so great uh, was they were number one and number two in two certain categories. They were number one and number two in ball carrier speed. When you go to the advanced metrics, the, the average mile per hour of the ball carrier, the Chiefs and the Niners were number one and number two. And then the second category uh, was pre-snap motions. The Chiefs and the Niners were number one and number two in pre-snap motions. Uh, so basically they had a lot of moving parts on that offense uh, before the ball was hiked. And what did we just add, basically, you know, with our first two offensive players? One, a lot of speed. And the second guy, who's also fast, but a guy that <laughs> is, you know, I mean, he's listed as a running back, coming in as a running back. But he's going to be probably just all over that offense. He could be running into the slot. He could just be all over the place. So uh, we're adding some motion uh, pre-snap with some of these weapons and I think that's one that's going to take this offense to the next level now we got the speed now we need I mean we need we need an all-hands team here you know so we go <laughs> in know, man. we go back to back and I'm sitting on the live stream and we're we're you know this this pick comes through Brian Edwards and I had heard the name Brian Edwards before um uh-huh. but I'd never watched any tape or any highlights or anything on it but I heard the name so I'm like okay boom we're gonna pop up some highlights and this dude's out there, I mean, like <laughs> Calvin Johnson in college. Like, I couldn't even believe. Have you seen? Look at this guy. Oh, yeah, Samoan. Man. He, he, he jumping through the ceiling getting those balls, man. especially that one-handed <laughs> catch that I seen that they highlighted. I was like, ooh-hoo-wee. Throwing the defender <laughs> off him? Oh, man. He's uh, in my back. If, if he's... <laughs> Dude, your sound drop that you had on your live stream. Oh, oh man, that's, that's my thing right there, man. Uh, ever since Hard Knocks, man, I started using that in all my videos. I actually oh, have a segment man. called, like, My Neck and My Back, Player of the Game. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. Now, I'll tell you, this guy, I mean, like I said, he, he looked like Calvin Johnson in college. If, if I had to give him, like, an NFL comp on what he's going to be at the NFL level, I can see him being, like, a Des Bryant-type player. You know, real, uh, real muscly, real strong. Um, hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't want to say like Des Bryant, uh, didn't have as good of hands. I mean, I guess we'll see with Brian Edwards, but we just need this guy to stay healthy is the main thing. Um, be out there. He had consistent, like 800 yard years. Had he played all 13 games last year? I mean, I'm sure he'd have had like 1100, 1200 yard season, um, catching. I think he had like 22 touchdowns over his four years in South Carolina. Um, but I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. Let him develop. He's not the fastest, mm-hmm. but you know, basically instead of Marcel Aitman being inserted into this offense, now we're prying, you know, having Brian Edwards inserted in this offense with jump balls, one-on-one situations when we need them. So I'm pumped yeah. on him, man. Yeah, man. I was saying, man, like after getting Henry Ruggs, I was like, okay, we need a big body receiver. Or we need a receiver that's going to go up for those 50-50 balls. Not yeah. saying that Henry Ruggs can't do it because he's athletic himself. So I'm saying like a big receiver, like, you know, that could go up for those 50-50 balls, kind of like what Crabtree was doing with mm-hmm. uh, Derek Carr or, you know, even Andre Holmes, you know, that's yeah. what I kind of talked about in my thing. And I seen some comparisons that they were saying, like maybe like a Cortland Sun. I mean, I I haven't really watched enough tape on him to really compare him, but I could see what you mean, like in Des Bryant, like a big body receiver that can go run some routes, and his route running ability is pretty good as well. And like I said, he's got those hands. He might not be the fastest, but the main thing we need our wide receivers to do is to catch the ball. So if he can do that, and if Derek Carr, you know, you know Derek Carr, mm-hmm. if he trusts a receiver. He's going to throw it up there for him, and if he could catch, like, at least 
80% of those 50-50 balls, then I'm going to say it would be great to see that in the end zone, you know, especially those fade routes because yeah. Derek Carr, man, he's pretty deadly with those fade routes. He's got a target. He just has to trust that receiver. That's what's wild is he has to have that trust in his guy. You even see like Tyrell Williams going down, and it's not that Tyrell Williams couldn't play, but you kind of lose that trust yeah. factor when you feel like he's not 100%. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, man, adding those weapons like that. But, you know, we had uh, back-to-back picks right there, 80 and 81, and we had uh, slated 91 next. We went ahead and we traded back. Uh, we took 91, and we packaged it with, uh, I think, one of our, it was like a fourth-round pick, I think, 159, and we traded back to oh, 100. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 100. Oh, it was a fifth-rounder, to 100, 139, and 172. Uh, those are the three mm. picks we picked up. So at 100 to end day two, we went and got Clemson linebacker and probably the next best thing to Isaiah Simmons. That was Tanner Muse. Now, he's not going to be that like insert starter impact player like Isaiah Simmons, but he has that same playing style, um, in my opinion, of course. I mean, he can play safety, um, but he's mainly a linebacker. And the first thing that I said was, this dude's going to be a special teams ace. Right, we're sitting on the live stream oh, like yeah. this dude is going to be a special teams ace, and then he goes and man, what did he call himself? I keep I keep forgetting. I talked about it on my live stream um, something. Uh, oh, uh, a special teams war daddy or something. He called himself on oh, Twitter. Dude, I yeah, I love it, man. I love it. What do you think, okay. man? What do you think? Of, what do you think of our war daddy, Samoan Raider? <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. Hey, man. Hopefully, he can go out there and prove that, man. But. That's that's too funny though. But <laughs> overall, man, I love I love this pick, man. This is probably the only pick uh, throughout the whole draft that I didn't really watch and like see my initial reaction. I actually looked on my phone to see who we picked up with the 100th pick, and I was like, oh man, we got 10 reviews. <laughs> this is a guy that I've been mocking the Raiders to get. Like, it's another player oh, that dope. a lot of my subscribers or like you know my uh, the people that followed me like told me to go check out man safety tanner muse now i know he's gonna come in as a linebacker which shows where uh john gruden and mike mayock is coming from you know we got a lot of players that are versatile they could play so many different positions and the fact that he could play safety and play linebacker and man i can't wait to see him play on this team man and he could he could hit he can tackle yeah. uh he could cover so like you said this is basically like our isaiah simmons light that we got in yeah. with the fourth i mean the third round the end of the third round yeah. man so this dude like he's gonna come in as a special team player but um i hope that he could slowly you know become a starter on this team because i really think if we could utilize him to the best of his ability then we'll probably get the best out of him and he'll probably be the best player he's one of my favorite players in this draft and if i was looking for a mid-round player that could probably break out It'd probably be Tanner Muse, honestly. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. It's, it's always cool to hit on guys like that, man. I mean, mine last year, um, you know, I, I kind of had my eyes on Hunter Renfro. I just didn't know where he was going to go. So whenever we landed him, I was super pumped, man. I love that kid. Now, um, good old, you know, Clem, the Clemson Raiders. So oh. we had, at that point, we were supposed to have 121. You know, that, that was the Tanner Muse was the end of day two. We start day three. We're supposed to have 121. Uh, we traded 121 and 172, which was from the Patriots, and we traded up to 109, and we took a guard. And a guard was, I don't want to say it was a need, but I felt like it was going to happen with, yeah. uh, you know, we have Denzel Good, who we just resigned, but a short-term deal, right? Um, we have Richie Incognito, who's at the end of his career. He has a couple years left now. And Gabe Jackson, who's, you know, kind of like been on the hinges of if things don't pan out, 
he could be a guy that we watch all the way up until the trade block. So you never know uh-huh. what's going to happen uh, with our offensive line in a year or two. So the best bet was to take a day three uh, guard. And yeah. me personally, I wanted I wanted my Fresno State guy Muthi, but you know it's okay. We'll take we'll take <laughs> we'll take John Simpson here from Clemson, man. I I, I mean a little bit different than what I expect. I mean six four, three hundred twenty pounds. The dude is just huge. He's huge, just huge, bro. man. Um, so I'm I'm digging it. I mean he's gonna be powerful in the run game if we got to bring him in there. He's been a little struggling, like. Um, I, I realized I wasn't even watching him, but I was watching him in the offseason watching uh, Javon Kinlaw uh, uh-huh. reps. And Kinlaw was kind of working him, and I think that's, that, was, that's was, like, that was his one knock. Was like he's, just, he, he's not too quick on his feet, um, and, and he lacks that, but he's a big dude, Smoan Raider. Um, how do you think? You think we short up this offensive line now, man? Uh, I definitely think we do. I mean, and um, I didn't think we d- needed a guard, but like you said, in the long term, I think this is a good um, a good pick for the Raiders. And if he could learn under guys like you know Gabe Jackson or even uh, Trent Brown or Richie, mm-hmm. you know, he he has the size and physicality to to be a really good offensive lineman. But overall, I like I said, I already like this move, and I I know you say you probably wanted your guy Muthi from. Uh, from Fresno State, I'm yeah. pretty sure if he went to Clemson, he would have been our pick right here. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. You know, You're overall, right. man. Uh, like so far, man, I'm loving this so far. Like I know I keep saying that for every pick, but I think this draft so far has been going really good so far. And John Simpson, welcome to the nation, man. I love this yeah. pick here. Good stuff. I don't dude. know what else to say because I didn't really look him <laughs> up. I didn't really know too much about him because yeah. I wasn't really looking at offensive linemen, to hey. be honest. And he's not- an offensive <laughs> lineman, man. You can't, you, I mean, what's there to really know? He's, he's a big dude. He's probably developmental, you know, day three. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to see, maybe he gets rotated in. I mean, hopefully he doesn't, you know, depending on, it's basically barring injury um, or yeah. like, you know, some unknown circumstances. So uh, I think that shorted up good now, man. Now we're going to wrap this thing up with our final pick. And this is a guy that during uh, round three, this guy's name was just filling the chat the entire time. Everybody's just calling for a Meek Robertson, a Meek Robertson, a Meek Robertson. Like, dude, all over the place. It was wild. This was this it was, was like, the third round. Yeah, like, I didn't even like. I wasn't even watching him, dude. Day three, I wasn't even like watching the draft. Like, I had a few things going on. I'm going. Uh, I went to my um to my in laws. I'm helping them. We're spraying weeds. We're doing different things. We're coming back. I'm playing with the kids. You know, it's Saturday. I'm just trying to hang out with them. Um, and then the notification comes through that we drafted Amik Robertson at 139, our final pick. I'm like, dude, he's still yeah. up on the board. Um, and I remember watching him, dude. And this is a guy that really is the final piece. Like this is this is what I've been exactly. wanting all freaking off season. Like uh, uh, someone that can force turnovers, right? Our our, our uh-huh. defensive line's getting built up. We finally have some linebackers that are at least gonna you know defend some passes, if not force yeah, some turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now having Amik Robertson, a guy that really, I mean, he's going to be biting at the heels of uh, LaMarcus Joyner, in my opinion. He's going to start oh, getting yeah. slid in there. Um, you know, nickel packages right now, LaMarcus Joyner is going to be the starter. He's still going to be the sl- starting slot corner. But when we start getting those big, you know, dime packages, I think Amik Robertson is going to start getting those reps. And if he's playing mm-hmm. good and he's forcing turnovers, this could be our dude for the future. This could be, I mean, LaMarcus Joyner needs to play up to that yeah. contract. Or, I mean, dude, this kid, I love this kid. 5'8", five, 5'9", five, whatever he is, and he's an animal. And, and you talk about uh, players that can tackle, this guy is one of them. And he's he's aggressive too, man. Like, for a small cornerback, yeah. he could go out there and lay the wood on on, uh, on any opposing offense. And the fact that he has great ball skills, he can make a lot of plays on defense, and that's what we need on this team. And, 
you add them with who like Damon Arnett who already picked up earlier, and then we have Trayvon Mullen, man. This, if this core can like gel together, we could probably have one of the best secondaries in the league, especially for you know the younger secondary out there. But everybody was saying that this was like draft steal so far. Everywhere I've looked, everybody's saying this is like probably like the draft darling for everybody because he Let's fell go. so far, and the fact that we picked him up in the what the fifth round. Yeah, or fourth round. This is the fourth or in round, the, right? In the fourth. In the fourth. Yeah, yeah, in the fourth round, they said this was a huge deal for the Raiders. So, um, man, cornerback was a huge need, and we picked up two in this draft. Uh, so I can't wait to see what he does on this team. But, like I said, I love this move. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. But you know what, man? What I love about this draft the most is we always talk about you know drafting best player but best player available best player available stuff like that and that's probably what mike mayock pushes right he has his boards but obviously john went in there with a perfect game plan uh, to execute yeah. getting all the positions of needs i mean we got two wide receivers we got two corners we got an extra linebacker special teamer because you got to be uh, we've heard mike mayock say it you got to be good in all aspects offense defense and special teams um, you go and you get some offensive line, interior depth, big guy, um, and you get that kind of running back, I guess, gadget running back. I don't even know. Do it really, all. Kind of play yeah, it, and I still think there's probably a couple more holes to fill uh, with some vets um, after this draft. But overall, how do you think? I mean, I, I would say give them a grade, but it's hard to grade players, yeah. um, in my opinion, that haven't even played it down yet. But how would you grade the Raiders um, in, in addressing these needs and uh, preparing for a full 2020 roster uh addressing all the needs man i give them like this whole draft i would give it like a b plus we hit on all the needs that we uh needed on this team it may not have been the players that we all wanted you know but we got the wide receiver we got the cornerbacks we got the linebacker slash safety like a two and one right there and we got a player like you said that we got a quarterback slash running back slash wide receiver all in one player so that's like three picks in one right there uh and and we got a guard to to share up the offensive line man i we hit everywhere on this draft so i i'd give it a b a b plus i'm not gonna be biased and say it's an a like all the time you know um but a b plus because we we did hit on a lot of glaring needs and we got a lot of players that are hungry to play and that i could see plug in and actually go i mean that can actually come in and play well on this team and man, I'm loving it so far. And I, yeah, I should be sponsored by McDonald's because I keep saying I'm loving it. I'm loving I can't it. stop saying it because I, <laughs> I love this draft, and I can't, I can't stop saying that because it's been a solid draft so far. So I'd say a B plus. This draft, man. Ba 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 ba. They're like, man, get this guy. Yeah, oh man, I love it, dude. So uh, I'll tell you, uh, Simone Raider, uh, we're, we're, I mean, pretty much wrapped up here, dude. This was good stuff. Was this, uh, was this your first podcast that you've been on, man? Yeah, this is my first time. So, oh, there it is. Shout out to Cody, man, for, for having me on uh, my first ever podcast, man. Hey, and good stuff. Me. It's not gonna be the last one either, man. You're gonna you're gonna come on here more, man. We're gonna get you some more spots in here. Oh man, I'd be honored. You know, this is fun. <laughs> this is the easy stuff. You know, once uh, you know, I first whenever I first did podcasting, you know, doing this seemed like a headache, learning audio stuff, and then whenever I yeah. got into YouTube, now I get back to my podcast. I'm like, oh, dude, this stuff's easy. Right here. <laughs> I can easy. knock this it's thing out, like, man. I can go. knock this thing out, man. So hey, I appreciate you taking the time after being worn out through the draft weekend, producing content. Keep doing your thing. Make sure everybody subscribes to Samoan Raiders YouTube channel. I'm sure you already do, but if you don't, uh, is it YouTube.com/slash Samoan Raider? Do you have that set up uh, like that? YouTube.com forward slash Samoan Raider. But like I said, we're gonna be talking more in the future, man. So uh, oh, just man, put this on pause. <laughs> Good stuff, yeah, Samoan so man. <laughs>
Yeah, dude. I'll see you later, bro. Shout out, man, to Simone Raider for coming on here and helping me chop this thing up. Obviously, Kenny King uh, didn't wake up for us this morning to jump on the podcast. That's all right, man. We'll, we'll catch up with Kenny King here probably in a few days or something uh, next week, or should I say we'll, we'll do a, uh, I guess, a, a recap recap. Let us really sit on it, see what else we can find out, um, dig into some things, and uh, you know, just be prepared for 2020. I will give you guys a warning, though, um, to, the, to the loyal listeners that sit here and listen to the full episode. I will tell you, um, at some point, I will be kind of breaking down shop here for a couple months, um, doing a lot of reconstruction here to, um, I guess, my garage. Uh, Not a big fan of my garage where I built my studio into. So I'm going to tear everything down. Unfortunately, the studio has to go with it because it's built into this. Uh, Putting up a new shop and going to rebuild a studio inside of that. So, uh, you know, these are things I like doing. I enjoy doing it. Unfortunately, it just comes with the cost of maybe having to miss some airtime or just be a lot less frequent. I'll just have to, you know, kind of set up shop somewhere else in in temporary areas, uh, but just not as often. So I appreciate everyone tuning in. Shout out, man, to Mike Mayock, John Gruden, Mark Davis, this 2020 Raiders organization preparing for this new season. Got me fired up already. Got me already all fired up, man. I cannot wait. Let's just hope that this, you know, September season fires up and and goes as planned. So Raider Nation, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Love this draft class. I will see you guys later.